0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Quarteliniage podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lowy, here today with a very special guest, Rick Elfrink. How are you doing today, Rick?
1: Oh my god, I'm not that special. You used <laughs> me be like special. I'm not, I'm just a journalist. I'm following PSV, uh, the club of Eindhoven. And um, yeah, I'm following that for, for 11 years now. Um, and indeed, the last two years, uh, yeah, Robo Schmitz was, uh, of course, here uh, the trainer. So yeah, we, we got a yeah, we got a picture of his work, of course. And uh yeah, I think you wanna talk about that a little bit.
0: Absolutely. So far this season on Cortalinish, we have had guests from Canada, from the United States, from England, uh from France even, and now our first ever Dutch guest. So oh, really That's hon- a big honor, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big honor to have you. And honestly, we needed to have Someone to perhaps is, is from a different realm than the Portuguese football fanatics. We needed someone who's a Dutch football expert, and that is yourself. Uh, guys, if, if you want to be uh, completely up to date on all news regarding PSV Eindhoven, you need to follow Rick. He is your number one source on PSV. Uh-huh. And uh, especially this summer, because PSV are always a club that are are you know, have a lot of major incomings as well as a lot of major departures, you definitely want to be following him for some crazy uh, transfer news updates. And It's
1: too much honor for me, uh, Zach. <laughs> also other good sources, but it's okay.
0: But one, one early transfer that looks like it may have already been completed uh, with a few weeks left before the season ends is not necessarily a player, but a manager. So after a spell at PSV Eindhoven, it appears that Roger Schmidt is set to become the next manager of Benfica. I'm curious, what was your first reaction when you saw these rumors?
1: Well, to be honest, I was not uh, thinking it was a real logical move uh, because the Portuguese football is not um, yeah, it's not famous for uh, a very active style. It's it's mostly famous for um, yeah realism. Um also good defending, so Schmidt is a yeah Schmid is a trainer who wants to play active always um, yeah, and, and sometimes hey he, he makes it more realistic now, i think, so yeah, it was to be honest my my first reaction was it, it was not really logical, so I was a little bit surprised, there were some rumors, and um yeah, we asked it uh, in, in in his surroundings, so no one wanted to tell anything, so first, I thought, yeah, could this be true? I didn't really know, but of course it is true. Um, yeah, and the first thing you, you say, Roger. So, Roger. 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 And Roger, um, Roger. A, lo- a lot of people here also still call him Roger. So <laughs> Roger Smith. But it is Roger. Roger. Uh, I, w- I was told in the beginning, Roger. So, Roger. Uh, I always try to say uh, uh, Roger, uh, and still people are saying Roger. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to see. In 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 uh, yeah, in his two years, there was there was so much to, to do about him um, because he's also not a typical Dutch football manager. He does things. Uh, yeah, he approaches things different than other coaches. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about that in in the podcast and, and what you want to ask.
0: What What are some things that he approaches different from other coaches? Because you know, PSV have had their fair share. Of very good managers, what are some ways that uh, that Schmidt has has uh, stood out with regards to other coaches?
1: Well, I think for the the first thing that is that Schmidt is famous for is his uh, his policy regarding to changes. So sometimes he changes a lot. Um, he changes during matches. Uh, yeah, sometimes he starts with five six new players in uh, in a game. I think it's more, in foreign countries than the Netherlands, it's more uh, normal. Here in the Netherlands, it's not that normal to, to change a lot of things. Uh, sometimes he keeps, uh, yeah, players go off the pitch in 60 minutes that are good in the match. Or sometimes he changes uh, players in the match and he ends with a very strong team. So yeah, his his policy regarding changes is not always easy to follow. Um yeah, he also had uh, some problems this year with the goalkeeper. Now, Yvonne Enfogo is the first goalkeeper of PSV. Um, before, it was Joel Drommel. Um, yeah, uh, he changed them earlier in February. Uh, and Drommel was in the goal. Then, Yvonne Enfogo came in the goal. And yeah, he made one big mistake. And he was out of the goal again. Now, Enfogo is back because Drommel uh, made a lot of mistakes. Um, yeah. And to be honest, the, yeah, the way he approaches things, what is also different is that sometimes he, he gives the players like six days free, six days off in a, a national team break. Then, yeah, the, the players are on holiday. So, yeah, we are not used to that. Normally, they, they, uh, they, keep on, uh, they keep on training at the club and they keep on training and they have like three days off, a weekend or so. But yeah, last uh, national team break, the players were, for example, six days off. They went to Dubai and they went on holiday. So that was really, uh, that is really something that differs from uh, what other coaches do sometimes.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned at the start that it it was an, an interesting move because of the similar, because of the differences, shall we say, between the Dutch league, which is far more open and attacking and the Portuguese league, which you get a lot of teams you know, going on the defensive and trying to hit on the counter attack. How do we evaluate uh, Rocher uh, Schmidt's um, the style of play and his tactics against teams that sit deep and try to hit on the counter?
1: Well, um, he started at PSV with a 4-2-2-2 system. So, uh, in, in, yeah, the first time uh, that, that was, that was this, um, his starting point. Now this year, he's playing different. He's playing 4-2-3-1. Uh, um, yeah, in the Dutch league, of course, PSV is a team that normally, uh, in most matches, is better than the opponent. Uh, so they have a lot of ball possession normally. And what you saw the first year, that it was difficult to find solutions. Um, because his, his game is uh, yeah putting pressure early, um, getting the ball early, and then straight ahead to the goal. But what you see here is that also, uh, teams, yeah, they are, they are defending a lot. Uh, teams in, in uh, teams, the number nine uh, nine till eighteen in the league, they are defending a lot. And what you saw was that it was very difficult to yeah to find solutions to to break break things open. Um, I think this year it's a little bit different. Yeah, of course, still PSV is a better team than than the, normally than the in the most uh, the most uh, matches. But it's still sometimes different to to find solutions. Yeah, what is a big thing is that PSA didn't win a lot of top matches. So I think the the balance in top matches is really um, yeah it's, it's really disappointing during uh, the the period of Smith. because yeah what what he performed against Ajax against Feyenoord against AZ those are the better teams in, in the Dutch league. I think that is not good enough. Um, I think also international PSV are not really convinced. Although they can still this year, um, yeah, they can still uh, perform in the Europa Conference League. And they have a little bit luck maybe that this third competition uh, of the UEFA is now uh, that's now existing although Europa League was was a little bit uh, weaker. It was in the past a little bit weaker. You had 48 teams in Europa League, now 32. But okay, uh, PSV qualified for the Europa Conference League. They can still win it. This week they have a real tough match against Leicester City. But yeah, international games. um, I think his last away game uh, before Leicester then, I think that was the game where PSV improved improved a lot and, and also showed quality. That was against Copenhagen. They won 0-4. I think that was the best international game of PSV. I think also they played um, in the second half against Benfica this season in Portugal. I think they played a good match. But of course they were 2-0 behind already then. Um and the second half you saw uh the best player, I think, Cody Gakpo. Uh he was he was then also scoring. I think PSV was then then at a good level, and uh yeah, after that it was really disappointing for PSV that they didn't win against Benfica, that they played a zero-zero, and they were not able uh, with eleven to ten uh, they were not able to find solutions also, uh, yeah, to um, yeah to to make a breakthrough because the yeah the defending work of Benfica was really high class then I remember in that game, so it was really disappointing. I, I remember that Erlan Sahavi hit uh, hit the hit the, the bar with his shot, but that yeah that was the Yeah, that was one of the most disappointing games this season.
0: Yeah, one of the best backs-to-the-wall defensive performances I've seen from a Portuguese team in Europe in recent years. Really impressive stuff. Taking a minor break from Roger Schmidt, one player I wanted to talk about uh, was Carlos Vinicius, joining uh, Benfica in 2019, I believe, uh, as a Joao Felix replacement uh, ended up leaving on loan to Tottenham last season before joining PSV Eindhoven. Uh, now linked to a move to Brazilian club Palmeiras. I'm curious, what are what are your thoughts on how Carlos Vinicius has done this season at PSV?
1: Well, we had an interview with him recently, so that was I think ten days ago. I think he's a real physic- He's physical, a real good striker. So he's very strong when you yeah when you need someone in the front, a real target man. But I think his technical skills are poor. So he has problems to to control balls. Um, yeah, he has problems in combinations sometimes. Um, so yeah, his his performance this season. Um, yeah, to be honest, I think it was it was poor. It was too poor for a club like PSV. So. so he told me he was injured until January. So that was a reason why he couldn't perform the way he wanted. Yeah, he was not really in, in his best shape because he was not fit. Uh, three months he had problems, uh, a muscle problem. So he said yeah, he, he played with pain, he played with problems. But yeah, to be honest, his his yeah, his ball control, um yeah, I think it's it's at the moment it's not good enough. What I saw, it was really uh yeah, it was really too poor for, for PSA. Um That doesn't mean he doesn't have qualities because what I said, he's a real good target man. I think I think you can. Yeah, he's a good um, as we say in Holland, a a Plan B. So he can. Yeah, he can make a breakthrough when you when you are stuck. Um, But yeah, to be honest, I I don't think he. Yeah, he has not convinced me as a first striker for PSV next year. Um, Is his yeah uh, his colleague Aaron Sahavi? He's the first number nine now uh, in in at PSV. Yeah, he has also had uh, problems this season, so he was not that strong. Um, now he had the last two games were not good, but before uh, he had a he had a good um, uh, couple of matches. He he made six goals in or seven goals in six matches, I think. So that was okay. But yeah, he also yeah, I think he also didn't show the quality that is needed for a, for a number nine always. So he's uh, yeah he's sometimes on a good level, but sometimes he's also uh, yeah really disappointing yeah and and yeah the third and fourth uh, number nine of PSV, they, they are at the moment not good enough to, to show to show their qualities because one is has been a lot had he has a lot of injuries has had a lot of injuries maxi Romero and the fourth one is also injured that was a, a youth a striker, so yeah we will see what happens in in the summer um yeah, Carlos Vinicius is in the interest of Palmeiras. I think that is true. Um, but yeah, it's it's now a case between Palmeiras and Benfica. So PSV will show, uh, will wait what happens if Benfica comes to PSV that they want to to finish the the rent agreement. Yeah, we will see what happens.
0: Absolutely. My next question: What what does Rohit Schmidt demand in a centre forward? Because Benfica, they have a lot of options at the nine position. Obviously, Darwin Nunez has uh, done a great job this season, currently the top scorer in Portugal. I expect him to leave this summer, so I don't think we'll be seeing too much of him under uh, Schmidt. But looking at some of their other options, you've got Roman Gonzalo Gonçalo, Hamos. uh You have Boavich, the striker, Peter, Peter Musa linked with the move to Benfica, uh, a lot of different options and a lot of different profiles for him to consider. What do you think is the typical profile of a Schmidt striker? Well,
1: he he likes a striker who, yeah, runs a lot, who's um, also, um, yeah, who's also, uh, he calls that uh, Gegenpressung in German. So, yeah, he likes a striker who is also always putting pressure on the defense to to try to get the ball as soon as possible. So that is his way of playing. He wants to, yeah, he wants to get the ball as soon as possible. And he wants to work that the strikers are working a lot. So, yeah, he expects a lot. It's not all, only scoring goals. It's also, yeah, uh, uh, working a lot, uh, running, trying to chase. Um, yeah, it's not only about finishing. Yeah, a striker has to be part of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's also putting pressure. So yeah, one of the one of the strikers here, Maxi Romero, I think he was uh, a good fit in in that, in that yeah in the, in that plan. But yeah, he was always injured in uh, almost always injured in uh, the time that Smith was here, so that was a big problem. Um, I think he he will not. Uh, I think eran Zahavi will not join him. The the current number nine of PSV, I, I don't think he will join him because he's already. He's turning 35 now, yeah, and to be honest, his, his performance was not uh, always. Yeah, was not always on a good level. So I think then he will look for a new striker, and yeah, a player that could join him maybe is Mario Götze. So Mario Götze is now playing as a number 10 at PSV. Um, I think you cannot exclude that Mario Götze is one of the players that be also uh, a player for Schneid in, in the future. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, I don't know what his plans are. Because he is, um, yeah, he's someone who likes his, his, his home place. He's living near Düsseldorf also. But yeah, we will see. Um, Götze is really ambitious still. Uh, he wants to win the Champions League. He said recently. I don't know if that is realistic. I don't think he he will get a. Yeah, I don't think he will be a starter in, in yeah in the top 12 teams of Europe. But maybe he wants to... Yeah, he wants to join Mefica. It, it, it's maybe a great adventure for him. Yeah, Kürze is not in his best years anymore. But yeah, he can play still on, on a on a level... Um, yeah, what I said, we saw that against Copenhagen. Then he played a real good game. Yeah, and we will see this week against Leicester City. It could be that he is... Yeah, PSV is depending on him also. He has to bring the team also on a higher level. And he has to... Yeah. To influence also the other players, uh, Schmidt calls that uh, a multiplier. He has to, yeah, he has to bring quality himself, but he has also, yeah, he can also maybe multiply um, and and make other players better, and make spaces for for other players with, with clever work, with clever uh, walking, clever runs, um, yeah, and of course his uh, when you, yeah the, in, the, in the game with the ball. He's still of, uh, he's still a very good technical player, Mario Goodson. But he's not in his best, he's not in his best years anymore. But he can still perform on a very good level. The only thing is that he cannot perform three times a week on a very good level. I think he has some problems. Yeah, when you play three time, uh, three times a week, eh? uh, three days, and three days later, then he has some problems in, in the second match or the third match. So he cannot bring it always anymore.
0: Mario Gotze, twenty-nine years of age, contract until twenty twenty-four. If there's any PSV player that you think could follow Rohir Schmidt to Benfica, is it Mario Gotze?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that is the that is one of the players that is really yeah, it's really possible. Maybe um, yeah, of course it will cost some money because he still has a two years contract and yeah basically, will not i don't think they will let him go for free but it might not be the most expensive uh, new player if Benfica would want him smit is also a trainer that uh, wants some yeah he wants to have influence so yeah when he is uh, your coach as a team um, yeah when you are the technical uh, director of the club yeah, and then you have uh, you have a coach that really has some wishes and yeah, it's always difficult there yeah, because there has to be a very good relationship between the technical manager of the club, the technical director, and the trainer. I think the, the relationship was good here in Eindhoven. But what you saw here is that they yeah, that they also gave him yeah, they bought some players that he, he wanted. They they signed some players that he really wanted.
0: Which which players were that were
1: yeah, I think for example Gütze is is a nice story. On the last day of the transfer market in 2020, Mario Götze joined PSV. And that was because Roger Schmid had already two months contact with him. And the club, the the directors, they did not really know that there was contact. So on the last day of the transfer period, Roger Schmid told the technical director, do you still have a little bit of space for Mario Götze? And they were really surprised that, that it was possible. So there was, and there was still some space. So, they were able to sign him. It's it's a very expensive signing for a club like PSC because he earns a lot of money, of course. Uh, it's not that uh, these kind of players are not coming for uh, 1 million euros, for example. Um, and for a club like PSG, it's a lot of money that, that they earn. But it was possible to sign him. And, uh, yeah, yeah. what you see is that Smeets uh, has some wishes. And, yeah, of course, the, the club gave him also... Yeah, giving is a little bit uh, strange to say, but they also signed then Eran Zahavi, who was also uh, the number nine, who was also his uh, his wish that he would come. They gave him uh, they gave him a goalkeeper. They signed a goalkeeper on loan, Yvonne Envogo, because he, he has a wish that a goalkeeper can really play football. So it's not only uh, yeah about, about saving, it's also about playing football. He has a very active style, and the goalkeeper is also a part of that. But yeah, that was uh, that was not the biggest success in, uh, in this period because yeah, Yvonne and Vogo had uh, had a really tough first season, and also this season. What I told you in the beginning of our um, uh, of our meeting is that yeah, there were there were a lot of problems with with the goalkeepers, and still now again, Yvonne and Vogo is in the goal. Uh, that was really for for PSV, It was really disappointing, but you will see when he comes that you have some wishes, and yeah, that there will be. Um, yeah, that there can be some new signings in the... Evening. Maybe Gütze is one of the, the best examples of, of a player that could uh, join him.
0: Gütze definitely one to look out for because PSV did buy a similar player in his position back in January with Joey Verman, a, a fairly younger player at 23 years of age, a rising star who uh, you know would definitely have a lot more opportunities with Gütze leaving. So I think it's an interesting one to monitor, especially given the fact that Benfica really don't have a player with that profile that uh player who can occupy the 10 role. You know, you have creative players like Everton Cebolinha or Rafa Silva, you have strikers like Gonzalo Ramos who, you know, perhaps could be played as a second striker, but you really don't have a true uh creative, you know, attacking midfield profile. And I think that's that's an area where Benfica will be looking at reinforcing this summer. I'm curious, going back to the goal, that's that's a position you keep bringing up a lot. Um, what is the ideal goalkeeper for uh, Rocher Schmidt? Because over the past season, uh, Odysseus Vlasolimos has reclaimed his starting spot in goal after being previously benched by Hilton late last season. Uh, and has made some very good saves and some very good performances, but has left a lot to be desired in the distribution area. And I think we saw that uh, in, we've seen that a lot in recent matches. Uh, how important is distribution for a Schmidt goalkeeper? And talk to me a little bit about this ideal profile and goal for a Schmidt. Yeah, of course,
1: a uh, goalkeeper has to save safe. Yes, to save uh, the most incredible uh, uh, balls. Of course, that is important, but it's for, for Schmidt it is very important that a goalkeeper can play football. Because uh, yeah, he wants to defend with, uh, with a lot of space behind his, um, his, last, uh, his last players. Play. Um, and he wants to play an active style where he wants to use the goalkeeper also. It's a big advantage when, when a goalkeeper is really uh, playing good football and when he can be uh, part of the team in ball possession. So that is That is always what they they have looked for. Um, I think they were not successful with that, to be honest. Um, Yvonne and Vogel was the goalkeeper. The last uh, was the goalkeeper that he wanted, and he got him. He, they signed him on a loan deal from Leipzig. Well, to be to be honest, in the first match, uh, he already made a big mistake with his foot, with his feet. So yeah, that was a real disappointment. And in the second match. That he ever played for PSV, he again made a big mistake. So it was a, um, it was a, it was a real thing here in in the Netherlands. That Smeet wanted, um, yeah, he wanted the football keeper, as they say. And yeah, that that the first matches Yvonne and Vogel that he disappointed with his feet. After that, I think he improved. I think, um, but yeah, I think last year in total it was not enough. It was not good enough. Um, yeah, this year he is back again. Um, yeah, I think Yvonne Vogel is not a top, top goalie. I think he is, uh, yeah, normally I think PSV would not sign him. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a wish of Schmidt that he uh, he came to Eindhoven. I will not say he's, he's, um, he's a goalkeeper who really can nothing because, yeah, the last two matches you saw that again, he was okay. Um, he was able to 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 catch high balls eh, and uh, corner kicks. So yeah, the, the um, his colleague Joel Drommel, yeah, he had a lot of problems this season. I think Drommel played 47 matches, which is a lot. But yeah, he didn't improve, and I think yeah, mentally, um, yeah, it it was a real yeah, it was a real big thing for him the last weeks because he yeah he was performing worse and worse. And I think it was then a mentally thing, yeah. And now you know, Mvogo is back in the goal. But for him, for Schmid, it is very important that a, that a goalkeeper can play football, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, five games left in the Eredivisie, uh season. PSV currently four points behind Ajax. You know, they've come close, but it looks like they will not have enough uh, to, to match their level. Um, Interestingly enough, you've got Ajax with 85 goals scored in 29 matches, PSV with 73. So that's a gap of 12 goals. On the other hand, when it comes to goals allowed, uh, 15 goals allowed for Ajax, 34 for PSV. And that is more than third-place Feyenoord and fourth-place Twente. Um, I'm curious, what have you made of Schmidt's teams from a defensive standpoint? How do you think he, he's going to go about solving Benfica's issues uh, in defense and yeah in general? Uh, what have you made of that aspect of his team?
1: Yeah, I think last year it was it was a little bit the same. So uh, last year uh, he was playing also sometimes with uh, with two fullbacks who were away and there was no organization. Uh, so they got a lot of uh, yeah they got a they they got a lot of goals they conceded a lot of goals. Um yeah, in a very easy way. So last year that was a real problem because yeah, the fullbacks were then uh so uh attacking it was not um it was not good enough because when I remember a game against Feyenoord, the the number three of the league. I remember they, they were three 0 down in uh or three 0 behind in, in I think in 40 minutes or so, thirty thirty minutes. Yeah, only only because it was with three, four passes, uh, they were the goal of, of Yvonne and Vogo. So, yeah, this year it improved after October. So, uh, I think one of the main reasons that it improved was that he found a new uh, midfield. He's now playing with Eric Gutierrez, a Mexican international, and Ibrahim Sangare. He's from Ivory Coast, also an international international player and yeah that that made uh, yeah that that made a difference so um before he lost 5-0 from Ajax he lost 0-4 from Feyenoord at home so the, that were big big defeats i think after that when he changed um uh, with Sangaré and Gutierrez there was more balance in the team so i think Gutierrez was really important for that he's a Mexican player um yeah he's a, he's a very clever player. Uh, yeah, his worst match was against Real Sociedad in Europa League. Then he made a big mistake. So for him, that that was a poor performance, of course. But in most matches, he has been really, uh, yeah, reliable, as as Nick always says. Um, so that makes that made a difference. I think you have to judge uh, after October. I think the situation has really improved. Although there were still some matches. I really I remember against Copenhagen it was four four. Uh I remember against Twente, uh that's three weeks ago, it was 3 0 uh after twenty-three minutes. So his teams still have moments where everything slips away. And that is a yeah, that is a danger, of course. But I think the situation improved after October and before, um what you saw was that yeah, when PSA was one-nil or two or two nil behind, then yeah. They got sometimes a mental issue or they were trying to yeah, trying to attack uh, without, yeah, without having rest defense or being out of organization. Yeah, that was really stupid. So against Ajax, they lost 5-0 uh, this season in the Amsterdam Arena, in the Johan Kraus Arena the stadium. Yeah, that was not necessary. So yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's also a thing. He wants to play active football. He wants to play active style, but it also have, has some, uh, some risks. You sometimes concede a lot of goals. Um, but I, what I said, I think the, the situation improved against uh, Monaco. That was the game where he first started with Eric Gutierrez and um, Sangare. And of course, every, every team has won sometimes a collapse. That, that's not, uh, you cannot exclude that fully. So I would say this problem, um, yeah, I would not say he has solved it, but it improved.